All right, what's Hi, up, yeah. guys? This is the first ever episode of the Parking Lot Lads podcast, where we just talk about whatever we want to talk about, right? So I'm Stoy, and I would like every one of our three other co-hosts to introduce themselves, starting with Eli. All right, uh, what's up, fellas? I'm Eli. Yo, I'm Ethan. How's it going? Yo, it's me, Toast, or Rylan. I like fish. W's. Alright, so our today's topic is the future of video games. Alright, uh... What's up with that? So, I'd say, to start out with the future of video games, I'd say we go for upcoming games that are coming out, and our thoughts and opinions on them. And what we might want to see in those games. I'll go ahead and go first. So, one of the most games I'm hyped for coming up soon, Jedi Survivor. I know it's only like five days away from release, but I can't wait for that game to come out. I'm hoping it holds some of the same aspects as the first game did for Jedi Fallen Order. Like, with a lightsaber customization and the ponchos and stuff. But I'm also hoping to, like, I don't know, see something new. Like, maybe some cool new Jedi mechanics or something. Facts. I'm really excited for that game as well. I just I hope it's not going to be eight hours. I didn't know it was coming out at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not ponchos. So um, hmm? There's not ponchos. I'm charging the mound. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know of any games that are coming out soon, except for Arc Two, which is on the back burner now. Uh, I do mm. have one. Okay. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Um, probably one of the most imp- anticipated video games of all time, GTA 6. Ooh. Been in development <laughs> forever now. <laughs> probably won't get it until I retire, but I'm so excited for that game. Any hopes for it? There. I hope it's not awful, you know. Huh. I know everyone's ex- expectations are going to be through the roof because it's been in development forever. But if it's anything like the fifth one, I think it'll do fine in terms of sales and entertainment. But yeah, I'm just I think it'll be good for GTA six. My main hopes is that like it has a lot more missions and stuff for online if they have their own version of online. And that they got modders and hackers way more under control. Because I know playing right. playing GTA 5, I would get really annoyed because I'd get like a bajillion dollars and it wouldn't even feel worth playing anymore. Yeah, I I get that. Um, I just don't want to get chased on an oppressor every time I load into the game. <laughs> and like the second I load in and boom, there's an explosion in front of me. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the point in doing that that's fair that's fair so i've uh never played gta you'll have that maybe you should try it <laughs> all right well i have two games and a dlc i'd like to talk about all right first up breath of the wild tears of the kingdom oh buddy it is 
probably my most anticipated game right now, and I'm going to buy it on release day. That's valid. I just hope it's really, it's like as good as it's hyped up to be. That's my main hope. Yeah. Because if it's not as good as it is, sounds like it is, then I'm going to be sad if I spend 70 bucks for it. And it's bad. I'm not I'm not buying the game if there's no high roll baddies. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. Nah. I'm probably not getting it in general. I I don't know. Breath of the Wild just wasn't my thing. Mm. So I know personally that understand. Yeah, it's fair. I really enjoyed the first game. I can't wait. I'm just really excited for the building aspect. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. There's building? Like building cars mm-hmm. and ve- and boats and stuff. Like scrap mechanic style? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yo, that's not cool. Exactly. Like it's similar but not quite. If you were to compare it to a game, what do you think it most resemble as the building aspect? Well, a lot of people are resembling it to Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and I'm that makes me oh, scared. Didn't somebody make? Didn't somebody make like a uh, like a cover that was about? Uh, or no, they took the something from the announcement or whatever and put Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts on it. I think so. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. exactly that. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Legend of Zelda nuts and bolts. <laughs> that's that's pretty great. When I first saw that before I even before somebody actually told me that it's a new Zelda game and it's not called Nuts and Bolts, I I kind of believed that. Is there a release a release date for this game? Yeah, it's pretty soon actually. Yeah, it is Yo. pretty soon. I figured it was this year, but I wasn't sure. The release date is May twelfth. Oh, so snap. that's that's coming that's up like quick. Two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's coming two. up quick. Two three weeks, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. All right. My next game I'm really excited for is Hollow Knight Silk Song. They're making another Hollow Knight game. Yeah, where you play as Hornet. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, oh. I am so excited. Now you got me excited, bro. You play as Hornet, there's like whole new crafting systems mm-hmm. and like more abilities and just a whole new place to explore too. Ooh. Like it's not set up it's not even set in the original game, it's set in a new place. Ooh. That sounds really good. Now you've got me hyped. And hold on, there's a YouTube channel. Let me find it. It's <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Okay, I found the channel. Alright, let's see it. it. Let's see it. Daily Silk Song News. Oh shoot. A whole channel They They post a video daily of what there is new oh. about the game. <laughs> Nice. Oh, I most of it is <laughs> there is no change, and it's like thirty seconds long. <laughs> I yeah, I see eight twenty eight news no eight twenty seven news no. 
That's goofy. A 609 and 610 news. Yes. <laughs> Bruh. Let's see. When, As what you day can was tell, news? news about this game is few and far between, but seeing as how the original game took over five years, I'm okay with waiting. That's fair. The last time there was potential for news was day 748. <laughs> <It> was, maybe. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> That's what's yeah. up. It, it goes yeah. back more than 100 days to even get some news. Dang. Other than the Dang. maybe. There's kind of old on 652. Dang. <laughs> Six, okay, yeah, 610 the... was the last yes news day. <laughs> oh that is the condition of Hollow Knight Silk Song at the current moment. So that was 118 days ago. Bro. Or 218 days ago. That's a while. But yeah, I'd highly recommend watching the trailer. I Or the few they have out. Very good watch. I think I will later. You got some... Uh... Alright. And then the uh, DLC I've got in mind is the $30 Factorio DLC with an <laughs> unknown release date. What? <laughs> That's... Really? Yeah. Nah. Do they have any content in it, or? Yeah, it's like entirely content. I'd hope so. I... Why am I just now hearing of this? <laughs> For real? Yeah. It's old news, pretty much. Oh, Hold on. Why is the DLC as much as the game? The game's thirty-five now. They they, they just bumped the price up like this just... week or last week. <laughs> They're pretty much making a new game. It's basically a new game, but labeled as DLC. That's goofy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can get new games all the time with all of the overhaul mod packs, too. <laughs> yeah, but this one's official. That's... This one's official. That's fair. Make SpaceX official. <laughs> At this point, most probably think it is official. <laughs> yeah, it was last year. They said on February 4th, 2022, they posted on their Steam page, Friday facts number 367, Expansion News. <laughs> uh... Their word was, almost one year ago, we said, we don't think that the expansion will take less than a year to develop. Uh, <laughs> and they said, it has been less than a year, and it is not finished. So we kept our word on that, and it's still not posted. Or, uh, uh, did you say that was 20, 2022? 2022, over a year ago, yeah. Wow. Bro. <laughs> well, and it's been... A over two years. Gosh dang. Okay, uh, Ethan, do you have a game? Yes, I do. Um, it's unfortunate. So, <laughs> it's uh, Wild Card's sequel to Ark. Ark 2, which was announced in 2020. Mm -hmm. All the way back in 2020 at the Game Awards. 
was originally set to release last year, delayed into quarter four of this year, and is now further delayed to next year. Hmm. Um, I don't, I've, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews mm-hmm. about what, like, what Wildcard's put out officially as to what they're putting in. But I, I think Wildcard's got it. They've, they have put so much work into their, into just ARC mm-hmm. that I don't think they would release ARC 2 if they didn't think it would be better than the original. That's true. And That's I mean, a look, a look you can take on that is whenever a company or publisher delays a release, it usually means that there's something wrong with the game. So then they're taking the time to fix it instead of releasing an unfinished game. <coughs> Cyberpunk. <coughs> I do believe when it comes to Arc 2, they recently had major like access to Unreal Engine 5. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I believe they're working on making Arc 2 into Unreal Engine 5. I, will, I don't blame them. Because of them delaying the game so much, they have announced that they're going to do a remastered version of arc one which will be on unreal engine 5 oh it's just gonna overhaul yeah. game make it look a hell of a lot nicer um they also said they would add new things as well new content mm-hmm. um so i think they got I, I got i wholeheartedly believe they're doing the right thing yeah right i think it'll be uh, a good game like it delaying it just shows that they actually care about the game and are putting as much work as they can into it. So I found a, a quote from them. They, it is a struggle with Unreal 5, since they want to put it on the new Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. It, they said that Unreal Engine 5 is incredibly new technology to us, and we aim to use this cutting-edge tech to its fullest potential while creating a game with never-before-achieved scope. As we learn more about the engine and develop the sequel, we have adapted our workflows, adjusted our pipelines to accommodate this next generation paradigm. And because of everything that involves, we need more time for development. Which is fair. They announced it four or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And we'll release it four in four years. That's, be- that's better than GTA 6. That's <laughs> hey. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, part of what I'm hoping to see, I guess it's it's kind of far out there because it's like a completely different swing mm-hmm. from what they did in Arc One. But being someone who knows and would like to continue to learn more about the creatures that lived before us, I'd like to see them kind of break it down into either like on a map with like different regions or like totally different maps or whatever to split these creatures into areas that they would either actually live with or put them with creatures that lived at the same time they did. Because I know I, I did yeah, some looking when I got bored. Mm-hmm. The current water creatures at the time are in Arc 1. At most, two or three of them lived during the same actual time period. Hmm. I think seeing something where they put out a 
like a maybe it's just a map with certain regions and it's broke broke down into the cretaceous jurassic um the triassic the eocene and things like that to get all these different time periods where these creatures lived and put them with creatures they lived with so we can see kind of what it would have been like mm -hmm. to have been a small mammal living during the Jurassic. That'd be, I think that'd be cool. That's true. It's fair. You know, I say I do agree that they should keep it within their own time zones or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think the big issue for them really is that, you know, you've got these classic dinosaurs like the T-Rex and the Triceratops and the Stegosaurus. Well, there's, you know, some of those didn't even exist at the same time. And for them to, you know, be in the game is generally seen as something important because they're well-known and classic. Right, right. And so I feel like that's where the studio is struggling in that they have to pick out maybe lesser-known dinosaurs to fill space. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to go in into the game and be like, oh, what's this? A Donklosaurus? I'm okay. And then, you know, that's all you play <laughs> because you didn't recognize the name of the critter. I think that's that true. can be a good thing as well, though, because, yes, yeah, some of them are um, not as well remembered. But at the same time, you can shed light onto those less remembered creatures. Like, for example, um, what is it, Gigantopithecus, or like your big primitive monkeys? Like, dude, mammals in general are yeah. so yeah underrepresented mm -hmm. in arc. That's fair. It, it think... takes a big focus yeah. on creatures that lived during the Mesozoic era and not much after. And as mammals took this place of reptiles on the earth. Mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest, like, one of the bigger issues as well would be, like, the target audience for some of these games. I feel like it's more of, like, that teenager, like, child to teenager yeah. range. And majority of those people are looking more so for iconic and haha funny dinosaur let's play. So if they don't yeah. get that, if they don't get that and they get just history accurate unknown dinosaurs are going to be confused and be like man this game sucks and then not play it that's probably yeah, another thing I that to keep in mind i think also there's um with art you can add not so historically accurate creatures for example the colossal sea turtle i forget this name but oh what's his, what is its name you know here i'll look it up I, I know what it's I know what it's talking I know what you're talking about. It looks like the uh the one the Megachelon. Yes, it the looks giant... like a Pokemon. <laughs> it does. But I'm yeah. because it's based off of the same thing. <laughs> Obviously it's not gonna exist to that size, right? Yeah. In in Argue you can build houses on it for sake, but it's cool to add either exaggerated or fantasy creatures into the game to give it a little more enjoyment. Mm -hmm. 
That's fair. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Well, any uh, anyone got anything else to add about Ark? I, I, I will I, be honest. Oh, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, I yeah, I like that take of um, like these creatures, more so exaggerated creatures too. I think adding their own, it like adds their own personal touch to the game to not base it solely off of history accurate, hundred percent copy and paste from what it was on Earth into the game. Right. I think it adds it adds their own little personal touch on it. It makes it their own game as opposed to I don't I don't know any other dinosaur type games, but if there was one out there that was just a direct copy and paste of mm-hmm. the real life uh I guess the real life shape and structure of these creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then the thing is, like, we don't we don't even know the actual shape and structure of these creatures for the most part. Right. That's true. Because it's just isn't um, isn't a lot of it just based off the bones they find. Right? Yeah. And there's there's no promise that that's in the original orientation and whatnot that it was way back when. But. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Uh, just to wrap this kind of thing up, some release dates for other games we've been talking about. Starting with GTA 6, who freaking knows, right? They say the <laughs> next year, every year. So Google says holiday 2024, but let's be serious. We have no idea, right? I don't believe uh, it. Jedi Survivor is next week, I think. April 28th. Yep. April. Yep. Wow. That's yeah, five um, days a day. Time of recording. Zelda, yeah. Breath of the Wild. No promise this will be out by then. Something, something. I forget. Fallen Tears. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears yep. of the Kingdom. I was close. Nuts and bolts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Nuts laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. May 12th. Um, Arc 2 says end of 2024, but the remastered is, I believe, end of 2023. Mm-hmm. And what else did we say? We said Silk Song. Silk is Song is unknown, rumored to be this year, but it's not really for sure. And the Factorio DLC is also unknown. All right, all right. All right. I I'd like to discuss one more game before we move on. Okay, one more. One more. So it, there's not a lot of details about it, and it doesn't have a name. And it also doesn't have a release date, but it's the game. It's the Star Wars game that's in development. It's supposed to be an open world game. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Like I haven't heard this, much. This is what I've heard of. But yeah, I've heard of it, and it's supposed to be like a Star Wars open world game where you can like not only just like tr- like mess around on the planets, but I'm pretty sure it's open galaxy as well. Getting uh developed by uh, really Ubisoft, cool. right? I believe it's either them or yeah, I'm not. I don't remember who's developing it, but I'm really hyped for it. One of my like, I'm hoping to see either you you can either play as like already made characters, but I'm really hoping to see like some custom characters of different 
types like either Jedi, Sith, Mandalorian, Bounty Hunter. That'd be cool in my opinion. Like classes almost? Yeah. I feel so like that could be cool. I um I did a quick Google search. What I'm seeing is it's developed by Ubisoft. It's the all it says is Snowdrop the Star Wars project, which is what we have been talking about. Um Mm-hmm. Oh, the snowdrop! It's an engine. Snowdrop is an engine. So yeah, it's, engine. it's just a work oh, in yeah. progress. There's not a lot about it yet, but I think that that game will have a lot of potential. I feel like it'll be many years before it comes out if they do it right. But almost definitely. Like especially if it's open galaxy. But yeah. I would, in I, multiplayer too, that would be a chef's kiss. Yeah, online multi cool. online multiplayer would go crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, I hope it's like there's also some missions, but like also very open, like online, kind of like how, kind of like how GTA has their missions, but then a, open world and whatever, like online multiplayer. That I feel like that'd be cool. Like have a main story that you can play off of depending on the class. But also yeah. just online multiplayer, mess around, explore the different planets and whatever. That'd be dope. That would be cool. You think do you think you could um kind of do the Lord's work in an open world <laughs> Star Wars game? <laughs> <laughs> um, um... I, I would like, love yeah. to spend my time killing Get in my speeder. Dude, that'd go crazy actually. Like <laughs> pulling up to Jabba pulling up to Jabba's hut and just like shooting it up. <laughs> Dude, that'd be hilarious. Um okay, so we talked about what we want to see, what video games we want to see. How about um how we think future the future will affect video games like um in place features i feel like i think oh my bad before we go on to our first segment that the other three did not know about until right now <laughs> that is fish of the week oh yeah <laughs> all right what do we got it's the rainbow trout <laughs> oh all right all right what a what a fishy fella! What a fish! Uh, so a fun rainbow trout fact: the largest rainbow trout ever caught was forty-eight pounds. Ooh. Oh, and, that's uh, a big wow. fish! There's the guy that caught it. An absolute Canadian dad. Look at that jawline! What a guy! Oh bro. What a guy! Ooh. That is huge. That's a big fish. <laughs> Here's some rainbow trout fun facts. Uh, 11 to 18 inches in length, but can go up to 20. They mm-hmm. don't like polluted waters, and they return back to where they spawn. Hmm. That has been Fish of the Week, the Rainbow Trout. W segment. All right, all right. All right, so... Commonplace features in video games, future expectations, go. I feel like for the future of video games, there as more and more technology comes out, they're going to try to get it. I feel like they're going to try to make, like, 
keep some cartoony and whatever, like, depending on the basis of the game. But I feel like they're going to try to make a lot of newer games as realistic as they can. Like, they're already doing that. But I feel like as technology goes by, yeah. it's just going to get almost picture perfect. Which could be yeah. Yeah. cool, but I don't know how to feel mm -hmm. about it. I think it goes without saying that VR is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. Oh, yeah. I've... I feel like they're probably gonna end up making like expanding on the Oculus or Meta Quest or whatever they call it now, like as yeah. much as they can. And I feel like they'll probably get it to the point of where it's just like some simple glasses or headset or something, and you don't even need controllers. How cool would that be? Awesome. And like, partially that's a they want money thing, and then the other part. Is that's just cool technology in general. Yeah. I feel like that'd be pretty wicked. But to, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, gonna be really expensive. Yeah. That's true. To uh piggyback off off of what Eli was saying about nuke technology, I think AI will play a big part of future video games. Like oh, yeah. as much as people hate it right now, how it's copying art, music, stuff like that. But Imagine you're playing like Skyrim or something, right? Mm -hmm. And you're walking up to an NPC. Instead of the three dialogue options you always get, you get a text box or like an Alexa where you talk to it. And based on your tone of voice, what's being said in the message, stuff like that, you'll get a unique circumstance or encounter that happens every single time. Yeah. that's. I think that would be amazing. That'd be pretty cool. I feel like for some games that wouldn't fit this style, because like, like, there's games with, like, predetermined endings and whatnot. So I feel like unique NPCs like that would ruin that game style. But I feel like it could still be really cool to get those kind of unique NPCs. I've I kind of got... Opposite. Like, so I kind of got two opinions on this. Go ahead. I'm go sorry, ahead. man. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I, I've only got one. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. The AI in video games having these unique NPCs that, like, they'll probably have a set personality mm -hmm. that they try to stick by, but I think having them and being able to kind of make the game your own is kind of, it, it'd be basically like a your own sandbox game. Yeah. You could, whatever you say to them, make it your own and kind of play how you want to play it. Yeah. I think that'd make that not saying they have to do that in every single game that they release. Mm -hmm. Whoever you know is the first to reach that stage of development, but making it to the point where it's your own game and you can kind of play it how you want, right? Do your own thing and have your own conversation with your little guide NPC friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. That would be like a cool. A cool thing to see in the future of game development. Okay, I I my one thought on my one other thought on like the AI NPCs and whatever is I just hope that doesn't make games with uh predetermined endings. So like I don't know like Undertale for example that's got three set endings that you have to do something to make it happen, which I guess NPCs wouldn't really qualify for that game. But I feel like that's a bad example. 
But either way, the idea, the idea I'm getting across here is some games NPCs are, what you do with the NPCs are needed for how the ending goes. And I feel like AI type NPCs might affect that kind of game style. But it could still be good. I just feel like some games it wouldn't work that well. But yeah, it's understandable. I've got two like really big opinions. Okay. So the first one is right now all AI does is really steal art from the artist without credit, which is really awful. Mm-hmm. Pretty much people like praise it for being artificial intelligence like the name suggests but right now it's kind of just like a parrot that repeats back to you what it's seen yeah i I feel like it grows i really hope ai gets better in the future but also that we get the training data in a better method that does not harm the artist because you know, if you have something that can make art for you and all it does is turn out countless and countless images, what's going to happen to those artists who are working on their own art and it takes longer for them and then they can't compete with, you know, some binary. Yeah. They're out of a job. That's true. So what I'm saying in something that's kind of against my own political views is that, you know, maybe we regulate this a little bit more. That's fair. I feel maybe so. We... Since what? So okay, let's reset the vibe real quick. Everyone, count to two and then say your favorite color. One, One two, two, orange. Whoa. Um, what comes after one? <laughs> okay, my favorite color is periwinkle. Stop playing with me. All right, where were we? Okay, okay. Uh... So anyway, you shouldn't shoot the artist in an effort to make the technology better. That's my opinion. Gotcha. That's fair. My my other big opinion is that when we get AI up to the quality that we can get it to. Mm-hmm. The porn is going to be crazy. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> what even? That's a joke. That's a joke, okay? I feel like that's not a joke for some of us in here. Ouch. Ethan, uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I don't think Ryan's sorry, too Ethan. far off of what he's saying for future. I mean, maybe other than the porn, hopefully. But... Oh, like AI is yeah, it's but AI is probably one of the biggest funded um research and development ideals, I guess you'd call it right now. Is yeah, I know that everything's getting AI. Snapchat has AI. I gotta give credit to Snapchat. There's isn't it? Oh, it kind of feeds off of what you give it, and not like like pulling from other sources and stuff. Which, right now, That's is okay. Like an AI, it feeds the you feed it information, and then it responds in a way that you program it to off of that information. Yeah, I mean, 
the first Alexa, which is like seen as one of the first AI assistants, I guess, came out in 2014, which, well, yeah, it was nine years ago, but at the same time, like, it is being pushed and developed so quickly. Everything has an AI now. That's yeah, true. but then comes into the question, you know, is it really necessary? Do I need something at the top of my Snapchat constantly there that I can't get rid of unless I pay money? Yeah, it's you my pin facts, I don't bro. have one. <laughs> Dude, just you wait. It's it's gonna force you to get one at some point. I didn't I didn't have one at the beginning and now I do. That's why I'm not updating Snapchat. I didn't even update my it. Pin spot and I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's whack. If, if... I got my, I got, I got some binary above my girlfriend. What the heck? I think you. That's, that's, that's your problem. More though. In my life. I just feel like, yeah, as as they develop more and more AI technology, it's gonna get even more out of hand than it is. Like, yeah. I just feel like I I hope they don't get to a point where it can perfect like almost perfectly mimic a real person and like this sounds movie type but like if they become sentient nah i robot like okay okay an ai is only as good as the training data you give it that's fair that's facts so there's also no way for it to become sentient, as far as I know, because we haven't discovered really, <laughs> you know, how that works. That's facts. I, we don't even know how we're alive right now. We're we're probably chilling. I don't think it'll Actually, ever become sentient, but um, at least in our lifetime. I read, least, yeah, article yesterday, lifetime. I read an article yesterday about how a robot killed itself <laughs> over labor for 15 minutes. They were moving boxes in a factory. And it by itself shut off. Probably because it didn't want to. You know do what? It. <laughs> if I had a if I had an eight to five factory job, I would too. <laughs> oh, here we go. So it it was okay. Robot security guard commits suicide in public fountain. <laughs> what? Here, um, I'll copy the link. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, computer science. <laughs> Which is uh, definitely interesting. Bruh. It's actually from 2017. Okay, this is... You can tell this is partially just, like, from the environment it was in, because there's no edge on those stairs, and that thing's probably not programmed to look for drops, so it probably just fell in. Probably. <laughs> First limb. <laughs> That's probably what they did for that thing is they gave it a, a GIS global imaging system uh, position. No, it's GPS. GPS. They gave it a GPS position and a GPS boundary, right? Mm-hmm. And that probably didn't include. It probably included that fountain, but not the area. You know, of the actual fountain. Yeah. I mean, it did include the area of the actual fountain where it shouldn't have so it decided you know let's look around there see if anyone needs help oh i killed myself <laughs> you know average tuesday. yeah <laughs> average tuesday for a robot security guard 
<laughs> That's Brutal. probably what happened. Paul Blart Mallbot. Paul Blart Mallbot. <laughs> Bro. Paul Blart it's Mall like Cop versus years. Paul Blart Mall, oh. Mall, Mall Bot. Who do you think wins? It depends. Who has a segue? <laughs> Paul Blart yeah, versus well, Paul Bot. From, well, from the looks of it, the bot's on wheels, but he's also dead. Paul Blart yeah. has, got the segue, but the bot got the wheels. Paul Blart. Okay, okay feel... but who's who's losing? <laughs> a cardiac arrest or a short circuit? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have cardiac arrest. He just has... Um, the one, like, I need sugar or I'm going to die disease. Diabetes. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it was diabetes. I don't think it was diabetes. Um, hypoglycemia. Yeah, yeah. Hypoglycemia or something like that. Hypo or hyperglycemia. One of the two. I forget. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it it's was. one of the two. I know it is. One of the, one of the two is low. The other one's high. Hypoglycemia is... Yeah, hypoglycemia. It's hyper. Hyper is the one where it gets too high. He had hypo. Yeah. Hypo is the one. Okay, yeah. That's what it was. Gotcha. <laughs> Are we really talking about the <laughs> symptoms of Paul Blart <laughs> right now? Uh, let's, uh, let's go back to video games. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paul Blart Mall Cop got... video game. Oh, jeez. Thoughts? <laughs> you are Paul Blart. I, would... I feel like it'd be uh, like, like skate. <laughs> yeah that'd be great it's like reverse skate dude that'd go crazy that'd be art for real i've got a direction for video games that isn't quite as bright that i thought about earlier all right um so i feel like the issue that we're going to face maybe not so much like a lack of content but a lack of genres to expand into like i would say right now the only people who are excessively legitimately playing some of the genres that were popular five ten years ago are those people who do it for a living the people who do it for a job are the ones who i most often see playing like shooter games like call of duty and stuff right the yeah. ones who stream it record it post it on youtube stream on twitch things like that they do this for their job like this is mm -hmm. what they do every day and i feel like that and then and then kids are also the ones getting into it so i feel like it's kind of this these two spectrums basically is the two ends of a spectrum mm -hmm. where you have the people who do it professionally or the people who are just getting into it and it kind of cramps out and pushes out those players who just want to sit down after school after work or whatever and play because everyone else is just better yeah. they have significantly more time to play it because they're getting paid for it I think yeah, that's why uh, skill-based matchmaking gets dunked on so much is because they're putting putting you with people of the same skill or better and you just don't get those back-in-the-day Christmas newbies, right? You, just, <laughs> yeah. you dunk on yourself and it's just not the same anymore. Yeah. Then I feel I like think... these big 
companies, Activision, and like these big big name games, Activision, Skyrim. Uh, I can't think of any other ones. Like Call like Call of Duty franchise, FIFA, Madden, 2K. They keep putting out the same content mm-hmm. every year, every other year. And yeah, putting that's out exactly basically right. the same game with a new title, new title and new names, like for Call of Duty's sake, you go in and in one game it's the PP Bison and in the next game it's the Bulldog or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it's just these guns that are updated to fit the graphics and then have a new name and new maps or even like remakes of old maps like they've done Nuketown. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the Black Ops part of the Call of Duty franchise for it, that they have recreated Nuketown in every single Black Ops game they've released. And they keep it fresh because they give it a new look. Yeah. But it's still the same it's still the same map, the same feel that it was what, twenty almost twenty years ago. Fifteen, twenty years ago when they released Wow Black Ops One. Yeah. That's yeah. old. That's, I Older than us, almost. Not just, I, just as old as us. And this, it's just been recreated and has the same feel that it did, I, I would do, assume, when it was released. Right. I do agree with that. But for, like, um, Call of Duty especially, I mean, not so much for the war games. I know Madden at least used to have uh, somewhat of a campaign. But for these <laughs> games that have campaigns that tell you a story through different eras like call of duty go through world war ii the future with infinite warfare and that one may have sucked but (laughs) it was a variety right yeah like these games games at least call of duty this the multiplayer is the exact same right yeah but the campaigns are telling a unique story every time and i think that's important yeah, so there's the Modern Warfare based. branch of Call of Duty. So they, so the Modern Warfare branch does campaign, multiplayer, and then co-op. Mm-hmm. No zombies. The, the co-op is it. It's basically the same thing every time you play it. It's a set mission to do, and every, so every time you play it, you're doing this set mission. You have boundaries to follow. And things to do, then that's that's what I like about the multiplayer is that you have you don't have anything to do. Or what I like about Black Ops, mm-hmm. their side of it, they have the zombies instead of co-op. Yeah. And so they have the zombies maps that follow a story. Like they started out in Black Ops or not even Black Ops One, World at War, mm-hmm. and then Black Ops One, Black Ops Two, Three, Four, and Cold War, and they're telling a story they had one story i don't know the name of it and mm. now they've got in black up and cold war the story of the dark ether and how it and they keep building on it in every single map and i really like that about the zombies but it's to a point you play through the story and then it and then mm-hmm. it just gets old that's fair like like the campaigns do you play through the campaign once and then maybe you go back and try it on veteran mode because why not? And then you don't ever play it again. I know, like, for me, I tried to play Black Ops 1 and then 2 back-to-back. 
And I had a blast with Black Ops 1's campaign. But when I tried to play 2, I just... Because of the fact I binged it. But I just couldn't. Because a lot of the same stuff. Just different story. And slightly different missions and such. So... Honestly... I think the biggest issue with the video game market right now is oversaturation. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I think, man, today I really want to play a shooter. So then mm-hmm. I think to myself, do I want to play first person or third person? So say I decide first person, you know, then do I want to play multiplayer or single player? And then I'm like, okay, I'll play single player. And then I've got 20 yeah, different bad. choices in my own library. Yeah. It's... You know, different choices in my own library just this subgenre of a subgenre you know that's true that's why if i want to go ahead okay like if i want to play a shooter i've got one two three i got four or five different call of duties i've got fallout count i've got csgo valorant rats instagib um (laughs) rats is different bro (laughs) I've got stick fight. Yeah, I wouldn't really call that a whole lot of a shooter. Though. No, there's, there's <laughs> really so many options right now. Yeah, I feel that's it. Why, and that's, Halo. That's why sometimes I'll just sit at my PC thinking, you know, what should I play right now? And then I just sit there and chat <laughs> with my friends and don't play anything <laughs> because I. Can't yeah, I do that too. That's why. Um... I think these unique games, unfortunately, they're not as popular as a lot of the, you know, mainstream shooters or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're unique. Like, for example, mm-hmm. um, I know, Ryland, you were playing Sifu. There's no game like yeah. that where the difficulty changes based on what happens. You trade health for damage. You change your yeah. age. That's, that's why mm-hmm. it should be so popular, but it's not. For example, another example me i play rocket league there's no game like that it's soccer yeah but there's no game with soccer and you're in a motor vehicle right <laughs> yeah I mean, you could probably make something in gta to do that yeah I think but there's like multiple layers to the oversaturation because you know there's the comfort in being able to purchase a thing and know what you're gonna get but then there's also you know oh, this game looks interesting, but, you know, I've never seen something like this before, and maybe I don't buy it, and that puts off people from games that could be some of the most influencing games of their lives. Just yeah. because they're like, oh, this is different. No one likes change. And it's unfortunate. That's true. Yeah. I feel like one, other, like one thing with running out of ideas and whatever for the game market which is what, kind of what we started the conversation off of from Ethan's idea. I think that was the idea. But I feel like as time goes on, because obviously game developers will end up changing because the same person can't make the games forever. they got to die at some point. Yeah. I feel like... Right. Well, I mean, that's morbid, but it's true. Yeah. I feel like it as young, fresh people like get, graduate with degrees or whatever... And we'll have like new creative minds coming into the developing game, and yeah, they'll like. I feel like they'll just like kind of change the gaming industry with ideas. Because while they'll base it off of current games, 
if it's younger people, they'll have experience in playing these games. Because, I mean, if they're interested in game development, they've obviously had experience with video games. Like, it'd be pretty weird if you were interested in that, but have never played a video game. So, I feel like some of them, maybe not all, but some, would have some of these similar thoughts and bring new creative ideas and whatever to the table that hopefully would reach out and make great new games that have never been yeah. seen yeah. yeah so i like that thought of like a young twist it kind of i looked i just saw on my desktop uh shotgun farmers that it while it is w a shooter game. game it's a new twist on what we know to be a shooter game where when right. you shoot the ammo you shoot becomes seeds they get planted into the ground by like it's based on chance Mm -hmm. But as the game goes on, this new plant grows with the same gun you were using, and you can go and pick that up and re-get your own gun. So right. it's kind of a new twist on what we know to be a free-for-all or team deathmatch-based shooter game. Mm -hmm. But it's it's something new. It's it was fun to play for a while, and then I just yeah. kind of forgot about it. <laughs> Dude. <clears throat> That's true. That's why um, Fortnite got so popular. Is a uh, it's a third person shooter or whatever, but the ability to make your own cover and give yourself an advantage in a confrontation. It's Wait, just, and it was a new genre. Yeah, that was, that was game. at Royale, the time it came yeah. out. Wasn't that was new, right? Like uh, it was. It was, was. I guess it wasn't new. It was a big. It, it was, was like a big development. Because PUBG's had PUBG's existed for a long time. Yeah, PUBG but, and I think H1Z wouldn't it, wouldn't that have been the first like one with building and stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd really say. Fortnite was the perfect game for its time. Yeah, like I remember when that first came out, being at school, and Ethan's like, "Yo, you ever heard of Fortnite?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Download it. We're playing after school." I was like, "I." And then it slapped because it was like no other. Like I mean, it was like others, but it was its own twist. With... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just remembered something when while Eli was talking about the uh, new generation of, you know, developers and game ideas. Mm -hmm. Something that scares me is, you know, for those of us that have TikTok, you scroll through a couple uh, videos, you get Subway Surfers gameplay on the bottom of whatever's <laughs> going on. My fear is the new generation is going to have so little, um, what's it called? Attention span, attention span that video games are going to get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> because it's not going to yeah. be like those of us who spend 80 hours like I did in the first playthrough of Factorio to launch a rocket. It'd be like these hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours, like the length of a movie game. Yeah. Because this, because the younger generation just doesn't have the attention span that the main audience of eight, nine, ten, several tens of hour long games have developed for. That's fair. I, I see that real, standpoint. Real quick. Okay. What? Go ahead. Uh, real quick, if I could say something, I would like to say that when we say, you know, younger generation, we are generalizing and we're not talking about everyone in specific. And also, 
you know, I think we've got okay odds for right now because our generation, generalizing again, is going to be the Nets game developers. And we're probably going to have, you know, just a little bit of time before we get into the two hours of hyper death family guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. And while I see the point with the like attention span thing, I feel like for someone that, cause for someone that's going into game developing, they're going to want a sense of how games are and like how the audience reacts before they make a game. And I feel like they could potentially see people don't tend to like shorter games or they do, but then like the game dies out quick and then is never played again, except for like every once in a while. So I've, while that may not affect some, I feel like that'll strike some people as I don't want my game to be short because then people won't play it as much and therefore people won't buy it as much. Cause... That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. these games that were some of these games that were alive for a few months aren't touched anymore like the i forget what it's called the warner bros fighting game oh what's oh. it called um multiverses multiverses multiverse is dead splitgate dead which i mean i don't even know if you yeah rumblers like yeah splitgate didn't have proper funding which i understand yeah, but yeah. multiverses had all the funding in the world owned by Warner Brothers of all it's, things. It's just it that it was died. with the type of game it was, it it was a ripoff. I mean, not a ripoff, ripoff, but you've already got like Smash Bros, which is super popular and such. So trying to make a game like that, it's gonna be hard to keep a long lasting game. I know some games in that aspect of dying off quick though like a, a good example that sticks out to me is minecraft dungeons like that game had great potential but they cut off the story way too short and then didn't release any dlc content for multiple months i think it was and everyone lost interest because the game was able to be beaten in like a day or two Oh yeah, I beat it in like the first two days. Yeah, and after that game was beaten, you you played it like maybe once or twice through again with some friends, but then the game just got boring and you and you couldn't really play it anymore because there was no story. Even if even once or twice with friends, that's you know that's that's at the time when it came out, they didn't have cross platform, so you couldn't play with like I got it on my PC. And Eli had it on his Xbox. We couldn't play together. Yeah, we could sit and talk while we played the game, but we couldn't play the same <laughs> game at the same time and progress through it as a team, rather than sit and talk as one person gets screwed by a redstone golem <laughs> and another person just absolutely smoked the crap out of it. Yeah, that was one thing that really destroyed that game. And it took them. Was it a year? Or like a month. I don't. It was a, it was multiple like, months, but to get cross-platform capabilities, which they, I, I don't think it would have been. I am not a game developer. I'll put that first. <laughs> I don't with with what Microsoft does. Would I don't think it would have been 
insanely difficult to make with, it cross-platform with, on release. I feel if like they had to push it back. Oh well. I feel like with Microsoft's funding and the fact that they've done cross-platform before, they I feel like they should have been able to have cross-platform at release. Yeah, they should have. Like that's something they should have really considered. Was that I feel like that would have helped the game out a lot, but it didn't. Yeah. Definitely. I think that, dude, that just made me realize. I'm pretty sure I bought that DLC, but then never played it because the content didn't. <laughs> I bought the season pass for like ten bucks, but the DLC didn't come out for like a couple months later, and I had no drive to play the game because of that. All right, I have another topic. We've talked about games we're excited about, and the oversaturation of the market now. What's something not on the market that you really wish was? I will okay. go first to explain more what I mean. All right. I have always wanted a PvP arena shooter where the main uh, draw of it is that you have a deck of cards that serves as your bullets. Kind of like, a, I think the name is Neon Abyss. I don't think it's Neon Abyss. It's, no, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it so Slam one Spire? Game? Is that what you're thinking about? No. And, but, and I mean, race. kind of Slay the Spire. But the card concept of Slay the Sorry. Spire. Anyway, I'll be right back. Okay, so anyway, one, you know, like, game idea I've always had floating around in my head mm -hmm. is a... Uh, arena fps pvp shooter mm -hmm. where instead of guns or any weapons like that you have cards that cast spells and those do something they can be like one's a grappling hook and mm -hmm. one's a you know like sniper rifle and part of the game is of course playing the game and then another part is the deck building aspect you know like what kind of build do you want to go for and stuff like that mm-hmm where I could see that That's... being taken is like a like a D and D esque shooter game. Yeah, like you know, like character deck development with you know you can make your character be yours, almost almost like a class customization. You can make I will characters be completely honest. Is probably subconsciously influenced by D and D, unbeknownst <laughs> to me. True. <laughs> Because I know for sure that that idea came up after I started playing D&D. That'd be cool, though. That'd be really cool. I don't like, if I were to describe the game, I, I'm thinking Clash Royale X, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, X, oh, okay. uh, Overwatch. Yep. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, I can yeah. see that. I'd kind of like to, for my idea, build off of the fact of, like, making the characters your own or whatever. This idea that I have in mind, I know it'll never happen because money. But oh, I think sure I think it'd be cool to, like, have all the developers out there come together and let each other use all the characters. And just make one huge game where, like, you can either, like, play as certain characters in the gaming multiverse or make your own like however you want like with anything out there and just like 
like either have a story to build off of through throughout the different games or just have like an online type open world pvp or whatever where you can explore the different gaming universes and whatnot i think somebody yeah. watched ready player one recently i have not um, <laughs> shut up that's what no it's okay. what are we gonna what are we gonna get like a tabby slime v rays <laughs> look it, it's probably never gonna happen because like you know the publishers want to make their own money and don't want to work together but that'd be really cool to see i feel like absolutely yeah yeah i i i, I agree that's it's really cool <laughs> I feel like I'm a loss for words at that. Ready Player One. I don't really. I don't know how you. I don't know. I don't know how you continue on. With that. <laughs> um, just kind of like that's kind of everything, just wrapped into one. Yeah. My bad, guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like good. one big. I got one. I, I. I. That could probably help with the saturation. It could. Something I, like uh, that. Also, I. I think that kind of game would overshadow every other kind of game and it just make everything else obsolete. It would so. it would have to be a thing okay. where it's a one time release. It there wouldn't be able to be Hold on. sequels or whatever. Here's how you solve the oversaturation and it being like too big of a piece on the market. Make it a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, right? You could play with every video game character ever. It would be the ultimate gaming experience, but it costs a thousand dollars. Okay, I see. The only issue I see with that is at that point there would not. I mean, other than the people that are stupid rich, there would not be a very large player community. Yeah, and I feel like that's partially the point. That's fair. I mean, other than it being kind of like, I don't want to say impossible, but kind of impossible <laughs> due to like technology yeah. limitations. Yeah, all the time. like I said, it would never happen, but it'd be a cool concept. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, my idea, not as massive as Eli's, unfortunately, <laughs> but so it kind of been made before, but not well. <laughs> uh, a massive. MMO space game. So, No Man's Sky, but better, I guess. And <laughs> way more expansive, because, you know, No Man's Sky, your whole goal is to just get to the center of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it gets super repetitive. I've played it before. But, yeah, just a massive, massive, massive MMO in space. You know what? That's, That's fair. That it. reminds me of it. I need to play Elite Dangerous more. <laughs> is that an actual game? God damn it. It is. It, you fly a spaceship. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and if you if you grind it out enough, you can visit our solar system. This game costs hey. <laughs> Alright. So another one, the one last thing, kind of game idea that I that I'd like to see. It's kind of pulling from concepts of several other games. But I'd like Mm -hmm. to see a kind of satisfactory-ish factory game 
mm-hmm. where it's first person like satisfactory is but instead of building just the machines as one lump sum recipe you have to like build it by parts kind of like in minecraft if you were to build an automation thing you have to do it one block at a time mm-hmm. say you make a drill to just drill for resources but you have to make each individual part you have to make the hydraulic to lower the drill into the ground you'll have to make the the wiring to actually make it work the casing and its supports the foundation it sits on the drill mm-hmm. itself and a an area to put the resources in mines instead of making one recipe and placing down a drill so are you talking like a terraria-esque crafting tree but for satisfactory kind of ethan i agree with you completely (laughs) honestly i think mechanica tried to do it but the issue with mechanica is that the developer just disappeared one day and nobody knows what he's up to now (laughs) fair like after the coding system too (laughs) unfortunately yeah i'm pulling up my steam page like i mean that game that idea sounds pretty cool like i feel like there could be a lot of hours spent into that as well a lot of dedication (laughs) more than your factorio hours that's that's what i'm looking for um let's let me see more hours than i did in factorio in that game because my issue with satisfactory is that it's not optimized very well for lower end devices like the one i have my issue with mechanica is that it's like pretty much unplayable in its current state because there's nothing to do and the developer disappeared (laughs) and the developer disappeared (laughs) i'm not the biggest fan of satisfactory really either I've got five and a half hours in it. I've got two and a half in Mechanica. And then mm-hmm. here's the bombshell. 1,129.6 hours in Factorio. Gosh, dude, you'd probably have like 5,000 in your idea. My goodness. Gosh, dude. That's crazy. And Wow. I like what modded Minecraft tries to do with things like the create mod and stuff like that. But then it comes into the limitation of, you know, you're trying to make this new thing in a known system. And when the known system limitates the thing you're trying to create, why do you stick in the known system? And the reason they stick in the known system is because it's known and they don't have to get their name out and it's easier to do work on it. That's why I think like, Something new other than a modded Minecraft, even though modded Minecraft is great, something new would be better because they're not limited by Minecraft's limitations. That's true. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Minecraft does a really good job in that aspect too. They keep oh yeah. They keep it. They keep refreshing it and bringing these updates. Granted, there. Say there's a lot of spacing in between them. But they keep yeah, they keep making it. They keep adding new things to their game, and they keep optimizing it and keep making it better and better and better. And they've been doing it 
10 years? Something like that. I think it's 12 years now, almost. Something like that. 12 or 13 years that they've been building on this same project. Right. Uh, but it's, I would think yeah. of one game that has the most content, but takes up the least amount of space on my hard drive, it's Minecraft. That's fair. One million like, it's crazy how they optimize it so well with how much they update it. I mean, like, not how much they have, like, how much content they release every year. Like, it's really just, like, Votsels. That's all it is. It's pretty easy to put Votsels in a text file. Okay. That's... All you need is their position of each block and then the type each block is. That's fair. Like, I feel like them releasing updates yearly is really impressive. It's like, especially when they had to rewrite, like, the whole game for the Caves and Cliffs updates. Right. Yeah, fair. <laughs> like, they had to rework the entire generation system, how the world works and everything. But they still got that out in, like, two years, I think. They split up into two parts, but yeah. Minecraft's game model, where they you know, update with stuff the fans want shouldn't work. You see stuff like <laughs> Half-Life 2 where they tried something like that out where they would be like, okay, tell us how you want the story to go and in the next month we'll make the game. That yeah. didn't work out. There were so many delays. Minecraft shouldn't work. <laughs> but it just and does. Part of the reason why it takes like, you know, a year to get content out because it takes time really to make a game. Yeah. Because it's more than just, you know, put some numbers in a <laughs> test file and then suddenly you have a new block. Yeah. I like that they go off of what the community wants to for the most part. Like especially with the mob loading. Yeah, that's respectable. Nipper on top, baby. Real <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so I think to wrap this up, if you were to describe the future of video games in one word, what would it be? That is difficult. I I got one. I'm going to go with intriguing. Ooh, one word. Probably innovative. Because they're oh, bright. Future's bright. I'm gonna go with more hyphen fishing hyphen mini hyphen games. <laughs> Bro, mini fishing games that fishing mini games can only make me think of Yakuza when it made my game crash each time I tried the fishing mini game. <laughs> All right. So All right. Next episode we'll have someone else come up with a topic and yeah. i think we'll see you there yep this is great and the parking lots lads podcast thank you for listening you can find us where we are uh i'm toast on rye i'm Stoy. i'm eli <laughs> and i'm ethan we're the parking Thank lot lads. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Podcast out.